making and keeping New Year's resolutions that will improve your health. Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest, and this week we will be talking about ways you can keep yourself healthy in the new year. And I hope you had a a good holiday so far, Dr. Forrest, and uh, we're getting ready to head into the new year. So perfect timing here and a happy new year to you. Dr. Brian Forrest, of course, is a board-certified family physician from Apex. I'm Mike Davis. Dr. Forrest, if people would like information, uh, how to get in touch with you after the show today or find out more information about your practice in Apex, how can they get in touch with you? If they'd like information about our medical practice in Apex, they can go to acchealth.com. That's A-C-C-H-E-A-L-T-H.com. Or they can call 919-363-0190. If they want to send uh, questions in to have answered possibly on the show, uh, on one of our mailbag shows, they can send that to accesshealthradio at gmail.com. And if they miss part of the show or if they have family members that they want to hear something that we uh, had on, uh, they can listen to an on-demand podcast at WPTF.com. We also will provide links to that on our landing page at accesshealthradio.com. Well, Dr. Forrest, it is that time of the year. We're getting ready to roll into 2021. Lots of people, very well-intentioned. They make New Year's resolutions. Some of us make them every year. Some of us make the same ones every year. (laughs) And I understand that you're going to tell us today about some ways to get the new year off to a good start, ways that people can make New Year's resolutions that might actually help their health. Yes. So people make New Year's resolutions for lots of different reasons. But one of the most common themes is that people want to do something to be healthier. And as a physician, I am totally in support of that. Uh, The truth is, though, that most people have difficulty following through. And once they feel like they've messed up their resolution, they just put it on hold until the next January. So what I want to do today is give people some tips for turning bad habits into good ones and the changes that will make the biggest differences in their health for the new year. So, Dr. Forrest, what would be best for listeners in terms of New Year's resolutions from a a health standpoint? Well, there are basically five key areas that would cover all of the resolutions that will actually have a significant impact on health. Uh, First is weight loss. Uh, For anyone whose waist size measured at the belly button is over half their height in inches. Uh, And I'll say that again. That's an important formula. So, your, your weight is considered to affect your health if your height, if, if your waist size measured at your belly button is over half your height in inches. So, you know, weight charts and BMIs really do a bad job of telling us if our, if our weight is too much. Hmm. Um, however, it has been determined that if you measure your waist and it's less than half your height, then you're in good shape. So, um, you know, if you're six feet tall, that's 72 inches and your waist size is less than 36 then don't worry about your weight because from a medical standpoint, you're in good shape. Hmm. It's really important not to set unrealistic pounds expected to lose. Uh, Just set an inch goal. And, you know, roughly one inch every eight weeks is very reasonable for most people to maintain. Uh, The second sort of good bang for your buck is smoking. Uh, You know, we have years of evidence now that smoking not only causes certain medical conditions like cancer and emphysema, it actually makes almost all other medical conditions worse. 
Uh, did you know that smoking can actually cause herniated disc and back pain? No. Uh, you know, it's hard to quit. And, uh, you know, we, we, we have to make a whole show on that at some point in the next year, yeah. but, but it's really important setting a quit date. That's, you know, not on necessarily a special occasion, making sure you tell your friends and family that you've set a quit date has been shown to be one of the effective methods. Uh, there's also a quit line in our state, uh, that, uh, we, we have a link to, uh, where you can get support over the phone for that. So that, so stopping smoking is definitely a big one. Hmm. The third is exercising. So plenty of studies show that, you know, moving more is one of the best things you can do to live a longer, uh, healthier life and, and also be more functional as you get older. Uh, so you don't have to set out to be an iron man. You need realistic goals. Um, but really as little as about 150 minutes out of a whole week, uh, can pay huge dividends. Um, you know, so exercise is important. And then next, next, um, is changing your diet, not necessarily as related to weight loss, but just eating healthier. Hmm. So, you know, things like eating less saturated fat, we shoot for less than 10 grams a day, you know, eating more fiber and fruits and vegetables can improve your cholesterol, can also help with things like bowel problems, skin issues. Um, but make it easy on yourself. You know, you're not trying to torture yourself with your resolution. So, you know, find vegetables you actually like to eat um, and that you can prepare quickly and sort of conveniently. Um, a good rule is to eat vegetables that grow above the ground. Um, and then things like nuts, whole berries, um, and fruits that are not super sweet. And then lastly, the last resolution that's been shown to really pay huge health dividends is changing alcohol consumption. So, you know, alcohol in excess of one drink for women and two for men per day, uh, has been shown to be harmful. Uh, less than that has not been shown to be a problem in people that don't become, you know, dependent on alcohol. Mm -hmm, right. Um, and it's important to always remind our listeners, you, you never want to cut down alcohol consumption super quickly. So, you know, going from a 12 pack per day to nothing that can have some severe health consequences like seizures and spikes mm. in blood pressure. Uh -oh. So, you know, with alcohol, a gradual taper is better. Oh, very good. Time now, Dr. Forrest for the access health tip of the week. Uh, we'd like to thank our tip of the week sponsor, We Care Pharmacy of Apex. Uh, they provide great service, unmatched low prices, and even local free delivery. They're located in Apex, and their number is 919-629-6010. And you can look them up online at wecareofapex.com. Uh, so the tip of the week is that, you know, the hardest things with resolutions is the phase right after your super willpower wears off. Uh, so once, once you are past the first few days of rock solid commitment, that's when you're going to be faced with uh, that first bowl of ice cream. And the key is to push through. The tough part is in those first few weeks. And uh, it's been shown that if you can sustain a good habit for six weeks, that after six weeks, it really becomes much easier to incorporate that into your lifestyle. Good advice, Dr. Forrest. And Dr. Forrest is going to cover more specifics on ways to be successful with New Year's resolutions for health straight ahead here on Access Health Radio. New Year's resolutions. Yep, New Year's just a few days away. I'm Mike Davis. This is Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest, giving us ways to make 
healthy New Year's resolutions today. Dr. Forrest, what are the keys to success with New Year's resolutions? Are there ways to make them stick at at least until the spring? If we can just make it that far, I think for a lot of us, myself included, uh, we would chalk that up as a win. Yeah, I think if uh, if you could do it for three months, that would be a win. So I think most importantly, don't set unrealistic goals. The biggest mistake many people make is that they go, you know, too extreme. For example, you know, somebody that has been eating fast food five days per week might say, okay, no more fast food ever. Well, you know, the chances of success with that are very low. And often when people fail, that actually discourages them so much that they just give up completely on their resolution. So, you know, all of us will fail. That's a, that is a certainty. We are human beings. So the key is that when we do fail, that we forgive ourselves and get back on the wagon. You know, so if six days out of seven, you eat a great diet and the seventh day you mess up, you're actually doing really good. And, you know, six out of seven days can have huge health benefits. So, you know, many times I think people look at it as all or nothing. They're either doing what's right for their health or they're not. And we should just try to make it as often as possible. Uh, Second of all, we want to have many goals. For example, you know, saying I'm going to lose 50 pounds in two months is unreasonable, not to mention unhealthy. So, you know, set a goal for January 15th, you know, first of the year, say, okay, by January 15th, this is what I'd like to accomplish. Then you could say, okay, my next goal is to have done this by February 1st. And, you know, every few weeks, you know, sort of keep setting deadlines and keep, keep making those goals realistic as you go along, you know, rather than saying, Hey, I'm going to lose 50 pounds in two months. And then lastly, um, and I find this is just so true in my medical practice with my patients, Mm -hmm. you really, it's difficult to focus on more than one thing at a time. You know, for example, if you try to cut your carbs, cut sodium, cut calories, cut saturated fat, cut fast food, et cetera, all at once, that's really hard. You know, instead pick one specific goal at a time and work at that one until you've achieved it. Then you can focus on another area. You know, I tell patients all the time that I could give them a list of probably a hundred things that they should do for their health, but instead I'm just going to give them one or two at most for now. And most, most, most people are much more successful with that strategy. Sure. Yeah, that's that makes a whole lot of sense. I, because I think that would uh, that goes back to our uh, our show from last week. I think giving me a whole bunch of them at once would cause me a lot of stress. So <laughs> I don't I don't need that. So good idea. What are some ways for people to be accountable for their New Year's health goals? I think that's an important part of this, isn't it? Yes, and, and accountability is really important. It's been shown that people that have an exercise buddy that they work out with are much more likely not to skip a day or procrastinate a workout until next week instead of doing it today. So for example, if you have a neighbor that's going to come knock on your door at a 6 a.m. Uh, time frame expecting you to walk with them, uh, you don't want to answer the door in your bathrobe and tell them you just can't make it today. And that's one reason that you know group programs like Weight Watchers are successful you know, that positive peer pressure of people, you know, having the same temptations and trouble as you can actually be very encouraging. Um, You know, another thing is tell people what your goal is so that uh, you will feel a little self-conscious about your behavior. You know, having friends and family you trust say, hey, 
what happened to you trying to quit smoking? Uh, mm-hmm. That a lot of times can be really helpful. Um, and then having said that, there are people that sort of retain their pride and their control of their own habits that this might actually backfire with. Right. There are some people that, uh, you know, if they're confronted by friends or family about a failure with their goals, they might actually respond by making their habits worse. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's something that people really have to know about themselves. Um, in general, though, people who set goals that they only keep to themselves and don't tell anybody they're trying to achieve tend to be less successful. Um, you know, by the same token, household contacts that are having similar bad habits um, makes it incredibly difficult to succeed. So, yeah. for example, if one spouse wants to quit smoking and the other does not, uh, it's been shown to be much less likely that either one of them will actually be able to quit. So, you know, setting goals as a family sometimes can be very helpful. Dr. Forrest, could you give us some specific goals that are good for health? I know that's something that would help me hearing some specific ideas in mind. Yeah, some of these we mentioned already, but specifically, you know, getting your waist size down to under half of your height and inches at a rate of about a half an inch per month will pay huge dividends for blood pressure, blood sugar, arthritis, and the risk of cancer. Uh, Stopping smoking has to be a top priority for those that do. Uh, even more so than the weight. Mm. Um, cutting alcohol to less than two drinks per day uh, certainly is important for men and less than one for women, um, as well as healing, you know, strained relationships that may be related to alcohol. And and lastly, you know, trying to keep the carbs down. But a good general rule is, you know, less than 100 grams of carbs per day, less than 10 grams of saturated fat per day, and at least three servings of cruciferous vegetables um, with low sugar fruits are all really great dietary goals. And you can use apps and the internet to find the content of calories uh, and nutrients in almost every food now. Dr. Forrest, Forrest, what what is your idea about setting specific dates? Is that good or bad as far as uh, part of your goal setting? Well, setting dates is helpful in that it stops the procrastination of always putting it off until tomorrow or next week. Um, However, picking a date to stop any bad habit or to start a new good one should involve a date that's not particularly emotionally charged or stressful. For example, you you would not want to try and quit smoking on the first day of a new job, (laughs) or you you wouldn't want to quit smoking on, on the day your baby was born. Um, but, but I generally recommend weekends as a good time to start a new good habit or to stop a bad one. All right. Thanks, Dr. Forrest. Good advice. Straight ahead, we're going to go over some of Dr. Forrest's personal thoughts about New Year's resolutions. In fact, Dr. Forrest, I'm going to ask you about your personal resolution, so get ready. This is Access Health Radio. Welcome back to Access Health Radio. We're talking New Year's resolutions with Dr. Brian Forrest. Dr. Forrest, do you have any New Year's resolutions yourself? Uh, yes. Uh, you know, I've, I've uh, worked on my weight uh, seemingly my entire life. Uh, it is never a completed task. Uh, <laughs> I, do my, I do my best to follow my own advice in terms of diet and exercise. But, you know, like all other patients, I am an imperfect human being, and we all occasionally backslide. And I think this is one of the key things to remember, you know, not to beat yourself up too much when you have a treat or a day when you don't exercise like you should. Uh, The key is you just keep on trying, you keep on coming back to it. And, you know, you don't have to wait until the the next new year 
uh, to start working on those good health habits again. Good advice. Time now for our Access Health Trivia of the Week, Doc. So what percent of people keep New Year's resolutions and for how long? Studies Hmm. done by the University of Pennsylvania have found that by January 8th, just 77% of resolution makers are still on track. And after six months, only about 40% will have kept it up. Remember, there are no perfect human beings, so falling off the wagon will happen, but just jumping right back on is what can make you successful. You know, those numbers are actually better than I thought they would be, <laughs> so <laughs> a, little, a little encouraging. And you've certainly got me thinking about setting some New Year's resolutions this year for my health as well. So, Dr. Forrest, what can people look forward to in 2021 on Access Health Radio? Because we're going to be here, and I'm excited to know some of your thoughts about some of the programs and topics we're going to be talking about as we head into the new year. Yeah, I'm really excited about 2021, not just because we want to get out of 2020, but, uh, you know, I think <laughs> Although that's enough. <laughs> Yeah, this is going to be, we're going to be going into the fourth year of our radio show at WPTF. And, uh, you know, we're always trying to uh, look for new topics and things that are going to be interesting for listeners. Uh, This year, we're going to, uh, you know, there's been a lot of press about uh, skilled nursing facilities, partially because of COVID and long-term care facilities. We're going to talk about that a little bit and also talk about, uh, you know, families that are dealing with uh, loved ones in those type facilities uh, we're going to talk about the, you know, the best uh, ways to make your doctor's office visits more enjoyable and also more productive so that you get the most out of it when you do go to the doctor's office. Uh, we definitely will be talking about new technologies that can make uh, getting health care more convenient and affordable. Uh, we're going to be uh, specifically talking about a lot of the new genetic medicine that exists. We're going to talk about a lot of personal genetic testing that you can do that can really help personalize and customize your medical care to make sure it's right for you. So we have a lot of exciting things we're going to be doing in uh, 2021. And again, we're always going to have a focus on helping people be you know, cost-effective health consumers. Uh, you know, people spend a lot of money on health care and we want them to, to be as healthy as they can for, uh, you know, the money that comes out of their pocket. So we'll be talking about the ways to, you know, save money on medications as always, uh, ways to get the best bang for your buck out of, out of the money that you spend, how to use HSAs and FSA accounts mm-hmm. uh, in your favor. Uh, So those are the kind of things we're going to be focusing on in 2021. Well, I'm looking forward to it already. And with that, our time in 2020 has come to a close, Dr. Forrest. Well, I'd like to wish you and our audience and their families a healthy and blessed new year. Thank you. You as well. Yeah, the scripture for today is from 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. Thanks for listening to the Access Health Show this year, and we look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, Happy New Year, and may God bless your health.